everyone, it's Lydia, remember me? Welcome back to Love on the Run. And here's Al Green with Annie Lennox. Thanks of your fellow man, lend him a helping hand, put a little love in your heart. You see it's getting late, oh please don't hesitate, put a little love in your heart. me anything about love and I love it. <laughs> so um, today I really want to kind of integrate something with love. Uh, it is a skill that I have uh, been really focusing on in my line of work lately and uh, a skill that's really integral to, to love and relationships. So today's topic is all about empathy. This is the skill that I'd like to share a little bit more information with you. Um, not only have I been working with couples around this theme lately, but I've been writing about it too. So I often say how we should all strive to be more conscious of and especially create more empathy in our everyday lives. Um, I often tell my uh, couples that empathy and its close cousin called compassion is really the forerunner of having what we call emotional intelligence. Yes, emotional intelligence is like our EQ rather than our IQ. Now, I'm not saying that our IQ is not uh, relevant or important. I think being academic smart is important. But when it comes to EQ, our emotional intelligence, it's really what makes the world go round in a loving kind of way. It's a huge, huge part of loving well. And that's what I try to emphasize uh, in my work with couples, or through my work with couples, rather. I recently wrote an article on this topic for Yeah! Magazine, uh, which is a magazine distributed through the English uh, Speaking School Board, basically where the kids uh, uh, from school take the magazine home and oftentimes their parents read uh, all the wonderful articles. So I'm a contributing writer for that magazine. And uh, the last article that I wrote focuses on parents and how they can teach empathy to their own kids. It's due out in September, so you can look out for it. And uh, if you wanted a little bit more information ahead of time, I can. I actually just blogged uh, about empathy the other day, so you can take a look at my own website, letstalkaboutlove.ca. I know, shameless, shameless plug. <laughs> but uh, in addition to this podcast, maybe you know that article by itself can give you a little bit more information and shed a little bit more insight with a little bit more helpful pointers too. Um, so basically, personally, I don't think that we can live a life of love without empathy. I think in a nutshell, empathy is what is commonly referred to as uh, walking in someone else's shoes 
or uh, maybe you've heard uh, something along the lines of seeing things through someone else's eyes. Well, both of those uh, qualify when it comes to defining empathy. And I think what's really important to know is, is that uh, empathy is about uh, the ability to see how important it is to honor someone else's feelings to honor that others feel the way that they do, albeit differently from you. Uh, but I'm not talking about, uh, listen, reasons that are unhealthy or, uh, you know, totally uh, not comprehensible or I'm not talking about like trying to find appreciation for a pedophile or a psychopath or, or for an unremorseful cold-blooded murderer or something like that. That's a whole other podcast, and one that I'm probably not qualified to do. Um, so just that you know, uh, trying to point out that authentic empathy is really, um, I guess, has nothing to do with you other than graciously being able to listen to how someone else feels about something or what they're going through in their lives without judging them or even making this conversation about you. It's kind of like pulling yourself out of the equation for a bit, but finding something within yourself that you can muster up a connection with. I don't know if you're confused, but perhaps uh, Brene Brown, uh, one of my favorite scholars uh, about this whole topic of empathy and vulnerability, uh, puts it best, uh, or states it best. I quote, Empathy is a choice, and it's a vulnerable choice, because in order to connect with you, I have to connect with something in myself that knows that feeling. Isn't that lovely? But more importantly, I think it has a lot to do with emotional resilience, too. So in other words, what I'm trying to get at is when we lack empathy in our relationships, we're unable to see past our own self and unable to tune into what other people experience, especially those who feel and think and, and believe differently from us. So think about it. Without empathy, personal conflicts can easily escalate, right? Communication can easily break down, and especially in intimate relationships, not only that, but it leaves the door wide open to what destroys relationships. Because without empathy, you know, we have much more room for defensiveness, criticism, stonewalling, and contempt. Remember those lethal weapons of communication which predict divorce with like 93% accuracy? Remember those in the previous podcasts or the blogs um, that I wrote? Well, when we cannot empathize with others, we just keep ourselves locked in this kind of self-centered world. And this alone can breed emotional isolation. Definitely not good for relationships. I think lacking empathy means you don't recognize that we're all one interconnected and somehow bound together. You only see yourself. And what many people don't even realize is that empathy is an inherent quality of effective leadership. So think parenting, you know, in the relationship between parents and their children. Think teaching. And, and, you know, and the guidance, you know, between teachers and students. 
and, and oh my God, think about leading a nation for goodness sake. And, and don't even get me started about the state of affairs in America today. It, it screeches empathy deficient all the way, especially towards groups of people who differ in their beliefs, traditions, or ways of life. And anyways, that's a whole other podcast. And of course, this is just my opinion, right? <laughs> What I want you to think about, though, is how important empathy is to marriage. One of the best animated videos out there that you can, you know, uh, check out on YouTube uh, about this very topic of empathy is uh, by the same uh, by the same scholar, uh, the social worker that I just quoted, Brene Brown. So Brene B R E N E Brown B R O W N. I'm telling you, wait till you see this video. It's cute, it's sweet, it's short, but my God, it gives you a whole new meaning to the term bear hug. It's it's adorable. Your kids will love it too. Um, and again, if you just want to read up more about the topic of empathy, just Google again, Brene Brown, okay? And she's just amazing. Uh, she's quite accomplished too in her research and uh, as a professor of social work. She's like my go-to person when it comes to understanding empathy, compassion, shame, and other vulnerabilities. Um, and you can actually even check out her, that same video uh, in my last blog that I just added to Let's Talk About Love. Really, really good. She actually spells out the difference between sympathy and empathy, which a lot of people confuse. Now, the two ways of relating to others are quite quite different, so that's important to realize. Sympathy and empathy, nah, not the same thing, okay? Um, for example, when someone tells you that their marriage is falling apart, sympathy would be to say something like, well, at least you still have a marriage. Empathy, however, involves something different. It's, it's on a deeper level, a deeper connection and often means sharing a bit of emotional vulnerability. It's like a feeling that you have with others. So in keeping with the same example of marriage, to respond with empathy would mean something along the lines of, oh my God, I can't even imagine how frightened you must feel. Can you see the difference between the two examples? When we respond with empathy, you know, it's like we're feeling with others, right? And you can actually even find your own particular feeling while listening to somebody and, and, and even shed that back, you know, shift that back to the person. So it's rarely is it a response that makes things better, but it's rather more along the lines of connection. Okay, I think you'll really get the gist of it, especially if you go back and see that video that I just uh, mentioned uh, to you. You're really going to get it, totally going to get it. So in addition to this video, uh, I would love it if I can leave you with some food for thought, okay? I want you to start thinking a little bit more about how you can cultivate more empathy in your own life, okay? Like empathy for your intimate partner. So think of this as a mini exercise, okay, a communication exercise. I want you to envision a characteristic or a behavior of yours that you know your partner doesn't like too much. <laughs> 
Now, what can that be, right? I mean, come on, what's wrong with you, right? <laughs> what's wrong with me? I don't know. <laughs> well, perhaps maybe it's something along the lines of you always running late or you interrupting often, or you being impatient, messy, disorganized, or you criticize from time to time. I don't know, maybe you even stress out. I don't know. But for now, imagine shifting your consciousness into your partner's perspective and mentality. You know, their complaints about you. Even though you may disagree with that perspective or are even totally convinced that it's wrong. Try to immerse yourself in your partner's perceptions of you. Try to experience them fully. At the same time, hold on to your own views. Don't let either negate the other, okay? But try to understand your partner's feelings or attitudes as a reflection of who he or she is. Okay, remember, not about you, it's about them. Based on all of the forces, all of their influences, childhood, upbringing, all that stuff, and all the choices that have shaped him or her. But don't judge. Can you do it? Can you just listen to what your partner is saying or has said in the past without getting defensive about it or without interrupting? Can you remain open to your partner's experience with compassion and tolerance? I know it's a stretch, but can you do it? Are you still connected? Or are you firing off advice, getting defensive, or trying to change the topic? Mm-hmm. So let's take the example of a messy partner here. So let's say messy partner who is also an empathetic partner. Well, that partner is going to imagine and feel how annoying, even distressing it may be for their very, let's say, so-called organized partner to deal, to be able to deal with their mess. So what they would do is make the conscious effort to change their behavior and pick up after themselves solely, only because they appreciate their partner's feelings. Yeah, that's empathy. Now, it doesn't mean that they'll never slip back to their usual messy behavior, because they will. It's part of their character. But it's uh, more about being in touch with, with, I don't know, loving kindness, to put it uh, uh, candidly. It's to be more mindful of another's experience. Do you get it? That's empathy. So in this case, I would turn to my husband and say, I hear you. And I know it's frustrating for you to always live with my clutter. I'll put away my clothes right after this podcast. (laughs) I tell you, at the very least, I think this is a very good lesson in seeing whether you get caught up in yourself, okay? Or if you can really tune in to your partner. Always remember that empathy bridges the divide between us, you know, such as being separate individuals with different backgrounds and feelings and perspectives. All of these differences are so normal in life and in a loving relationship, okay? Uh, But in a loving relationship, your sense of openness and speaking words from the heart definitely creates a feeling of affection and connection and and my god if you've got that as a two-way street thing happening in your relationship together then you, you know life is bliss i also want you to remember that especially when it comes to trying to listen to our partner's difficult feelings you know 
Most of us rarely think of acknowledging these difficult feelings with empathy as a way of being present with our partners. Instead, we usually respond to our you know, partner by giving advice or, or words of encouragement or words of comfort, you know, which are three common ways of trying to help. And they're fine in theory. I get that. I totally get that. But not when it comes to trying to understand where they're coming from, especially in difficult times. Think about it. While these are well-intentioned responses, they actually interfere with our partner's talking. Because these kind of verbalizations actually stem from our thinking about how to help rather than thinking about what our partner's words mean to him or her. Being present involves thinking about what your partner's words mean to him or to her, not what they mean to you. So it's about their inner world, not yours. So next time, try to just focus on your partner. You know, in the end, if truth be told, one of our deepest needs as humans is to feel understood. And true understanding is really not possible without empathy. As the psychologist Carl Rogers once said, when someone really hears you without passing judgment on you, without trying to take responsibility for you, without trying to mold you, it feels damn good. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Enjoy your summer and see you sometime in autumn. And please know I'm here for you, even if it's only to make a suggestion of the type of topic you'd like me to write or talk about. Give me a shout, okay? You can always reach me at 450-458-1450 or at Lydia at letstalkaboutlove.ca, okay? Or just head on over to my Facebook page. In the meantime, love and live your life fully. Bye for now.